Winning Edge Investments, start betting like a professional. Chances are you're about to lose. And from Winning Edge Investments, Dean Evans joins us on a Friday morning. Always great to catch up with you, Dean. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Great to chat. It's going to be a terrific day tomorrow. I think at Rose Hill and Mooney Valley especially. It was interesting having a chat to Marty Sidon just then. And as Sean Patterson pointed out, it was a passionate Marty Sidon defending his track. But the rail back into the true, I think that every horse will get their opportunity. And especially you can see in the early markets, all the early moves in the markets there, horses that they expect maybe to be coming three and four wide as you swing for home at the Valley. They've been back there ahead of tomorrow's meeting. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Marty made a good point. I and mean, then at the end of the day, as punters, we, we need to assess each track on, on its merits. And they're all different, right? You know, the way yep. Mooney Valley plays versus Caulfield versus uh, Flemington are very different, the same as Rose Hill and, and Randwick. And they've all got their traits. Those traits, you know, are often aligned with either the rail position or, uh, you know, the track conditions, whether it's dry or wet. And it's, it's, it's up to us as punters to, to assess that. And, you know, he makes a good point. There's a lot of whinging and carry on that goes on social media and Twitter about these things, but often they're about things that you can actually predict ahead of time yeah. um, if you put the work in. And I think I don't think it's necessarily been the punters that have been blowing up. Maybe that first meeting at the end of last season. I think sometimes the frustration that I hear anyway uh, from trainers like a Peter Moody or a John O'Neill who owns a few horses, a few of the other trainers that believe that their horses aren't getting it's like, their, their horses don't have any chance when they turn up to the valley if they race a certain way. Um, yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting, it's a balance. You, you're not going to please everybody. But I can understand the frustration from participants who spend a lot of money in training their horses and getting their horses ready. And then they turn up and they, they, they believe that they can't win. Oh, 100%. And I've, made, and I've commented on that before. And there are, have been days at Moody Valley and, and, and Canterbury, you know, in particular, in recent years where if you're not on the fence, you can't win. And, and I do, I do sort of have issue with, with those sorts of tracks, um, and, and, and what, you know, can be done to try to prevent that. Because I think I certainly feel for participants and punters in those situations when there are certain part of it, so the track, you know, even if you're one off the fence, essentially where you, where you can't win. And, and, and that's certainly something that you never want to see, um, with the races because it does make it, um, it does make it frustrating for all. Um, but you know, as long as the track's reasonably fair and, you know, there are some tracks that are, that are more leaderish than others. And there are some tracks where you sort of want to be in certain parts of the track, but, um, but yeah, I think all those tracks, I mean, the Valley Canterbury, Rose Hill, um, but even Flemington, they've, they've all had it in the past where, where, you know, particularly the fence being on fire for me is probably the one that's the most frustrating because it, um, you know, it, it can be hard to predict, uh, you know, which horses are going to get that fence run, um, as opposed to where they're going to map in, in general in terms of on-pace versus off-pace. Okay, let's have a look at the some of the feature races that we want to touch on over um, well tomorrow's meetings at Mooney Valley and Rose Hill. We'll start off at Mooney Valley and we'll go to the race that I'm really looking forward to, the Atlantic Jewel for the three-year-old fillies. You've got Charmstone with Bet365 at $3. Treasure Way, I know Jason Warren's got a big opinion of this filly at $13. Inhibitions... James Cummings pointed out yesterday here on Giddy Up that she's gone to a new level after her victory there the other day at, at the Valley. I think it was nearly a career-best effort to at Mooney Valley in her victory last start. So she's at $6.50. Molly Nickers is at $7. Right to Party at $8. And then Pride of Sullivan at $6. How do you analyse this year's 
Atlantic Jewel, mate. Yeah, interesting map here. Not a huge amount of speed. I think I was Empress lead. Uh, you've got Zucaret. Um, and inhibitions would be on speed. Pride of Sullivan won't be too far away. Then Charmstone, uh, you know, sort of forward of midfield there. Um, I've been really impressed with, with Charmstone this prep. Um, she trialled really well at Cranbourne. Uh, on the 7th of August, sort of one by two, and it's a no pressure to beat black type horses with plus 8.5, seven quickest of 25 trials in a day. This looked like she was going really well. Uh, back to first up in a Quisette, she was, she was very impressive, um, coming home strongly over the top of, of Skirt Bambor, who's, who's a high quality filly as well. Um, and she's just a horse that, that I've wanted to keep following through the prep. So I do think Charmstone for me is, is very much the one to beat. I think, uh, the other horse I'm really interested in is, is Pride of Sullivan. Um, she won a, a Bendigo jump out by five lengths and 47.83. That was a clear kick. It's at 11 of the day. Um, she led all the way and, and debut had a couple of months off. Uh, was heavily backed at, at Mooney Valley. Um, and I thought it just braced a bit keen um, and then sort of, uh, you know, didn't have the best of luck in transit and, and went down narrowly by a nose. Um, and if she can raise a bit more tractively, tractively perhaps find a rail. Um, I think she's the, the one that, um, that can that can danger Charmstone. At Rose Hill, we've got some terrific racing as well. The Scirocco for the Mares is an interesting contest over the 1,200 metres. Espiona resumes at $19 with Bet365. Sue Gotcha goes to this race at $10. Sunshine in Paris, we know she's very good. She's first up this, camp, uh, this preparation at $8.50. James Cummings has been bullish on Zapateo. Um, in preparation for her first up assignment. We thought it might have been last week in the Concord, but then she trolled nicely on the Monday and she heads to the Scirocco. She's at 2.30, I am me at 3.20 and Queen of the Bulls at a big price here at $10. How do you, how do you analyse this race, Dean? Yeah, there's, there's a heap of speed here. Um, you know, Queen of the Ball will push up and try to lead. I am me probably has to sit outside. At Cinderella days has a lot of speed as well, so it'll be out there and then Zapatea is just going to be trucking along behind them um, and gets a dream run. I was very keen on, keen on Zapatea. Um, I actually sent it out to my unleash members on Wednesday at $3.60. If I said ball, it's now under $2.50 because I, I, I really thought it was start favourite um, over IME. It just it maps so much better. I think IME is just going to have to do a bit of work and, and sort of sit out there in the, in the breeze. Um, and, and, and she's a horse that I followed all the way through. She's been a star trialer for, for a long time. Uh, followed her through the prep, uh, back to first up in, in, in the missile. But I, I think this one's a bit tougher. Um, and, you know, that little bit of rain around is, is going to help Zapatero as well. I just think she maps uh, to stalk I and me and, and just come straight over the top um, of her and looks like the one to beat. Um, I thought the other one, that, but I think will just improve. Again, there's a little bit of juice out of the track and with the blinkers on is, is Zugotcha. Uh, it's just a bit sort of uh, outpaced in the toy show or 1100. I think the 1200. Uh, second up will suit her a bit better, and I'm expecting a, an improved run from uh, from her as well. All right, then. So Sapateo has been well supported, as you pointed out, two dollars thirty, and price we're getting so gotcha ten dollars and two forty five there in the Scirocco. The Ming Dynasty, a quality handicap, is an interesting race as well. Ten Houser at nineteen dollars resumes. Tom Kitten, who was so good in the up and coming first up, is at four dollars. End cap at four sixty. Griff's at $16. He just can't draw a marvel, that three-year-old. And then we go to Sardozzi at $19. Kintyre at $12. Ducassi at $17. Ashfall at 
Some of the big guns here have drawn a little awkward. How do you assess this race here, D? Yeah, it's a, it's a real tricky map, this one. Sort of average speed. There's a lot um, that can sit on pace. It's with five or six. So I've got nothing within a length of each other on pace, but, but not a, a great deal of speed. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Tom Kitten, who's, who's so impressive to me at the trials, ran the quickest last 200 in his first trial, um, and finished off really strongly with his second trial. He won the up-and-coming uh, with the big weight, 59 kgs. I think, again, the map's hard here, but I just am struggling to find, uh, you know, anything I really want to back against Tom Kitten. I think um, as long as they're as long as, long as they're swooping, again, if there's a bit of juice out of the track, that's going to suit them even more. Um, and as long as they're okay to sweep, I just think the source is flying. Tom Kitten is really going to be the one to beat. Um, if there is an advantage to the inside gate, I think NCAP um, has been really, really impressive. The sectionals that, that, um, that the source is running uh, closing are, are exceptional in all, all three runs this, this prep. So um, he's a horse with a heap of talent. And you know what I'm interested in watching for the future is a horse with Ashfall that I uh, you know, followed closely from, from the trials. He ran third to King Colorado on debut and then won really impressively at, at Hawkesbury, finishing strongly. His trials this prep have been really quiet. So um, it's been hard to assess sort of where he's at, um, but I'm just interested in watching Ashfall because I do think he's a, he's a talented colt for the future. So watch Ashfall, um, but Tom Kitten and Cap, definitely Tom Kitten, the horse to beat in your eyes there in the Ming Dynasty. Don't go anywhere, Dean. We'll take a quick break with Dean Evans here on Giddy Up on this Friday morning, thanks to Winning Edge Investments. Straight after this, we'll preview the feature three-year-old race there. Having a chat to Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments, and he joins us now once again to have a chat now about the run to the, run to the Rose, Dino, which has been a race that has been dominated by... Godolphin, looking back in history, in secret, Adamo, bivouac and a stern. And my mail is the driver's gone down with an injury. Um, but I think, and we had a chat to James Cummings there yesterday, Cylinder is absolutely flying. To me, he just looks awfully hard to beat here, doesn't he? I know he's into a dollar ninety now. He's nice and short. Yeah, look, it's um, this is always the key lead up to the Golden Rose. The winner very often comes out of this race. Um, I think with the map, You've got the two favourites, Cylinder and Libertad. I've got the map in one, two on a really slow speed. Um, so it's going to be extremely difficult for anything to run past them, I'd suggest. And uh, if anything does manage to run past them, I'd say that that uh, call to be the favourite for the Golden Rose. But um, look, I think Cylinder is, is something we want to beat. He's the horse that we've followed closely from his two-year-old year. Um, he looked really good in both his trials ahead of this prep, but they're both in slow time, but his closing sectionals were... Uh, you know, the best of the day on both occasions. The Vane is a, a funny run. Um, it was a pretty slow time overall. Um, his closing sort of 200 was the quick, uh, sixth quickest of the day, but um, it's still a little bit, um, it was still a bit of a funny run sort of uh, on paper. Um, Libertad has, has done nothing wrong. Um, you know, three runs. Uh, he's, he's sort of adaptable. He's, he's set also seventh and fourth in his, his three runs and, and run over the top of them. I actually see a mapping straight on cylinders back, hooking out um, and, and potentially running past. Uh, you know, it's an interesting race. I, I, I sort of um, I'm getting tempted by the as much as 480 available about Libertad. Um, you know, sort of 440 to 480 across the board, and um, you know, I'm almost leaning towards uh, you know backing Libertad and then and then just saving on cylinder. Okay. Uh, I might get close to even money. Um, and, and it just almost looks like a bet in two this race. And, and sometimes on those occasions, I, you know, uh, I think Libertad's just a bit closer, should be closer in the market to Cylinder than he is. And, and sometimes it's a free bet to nothing. And, uh, you've got two horses on speed that, that clearly rate on top. 
Um, and, and you know, I can see Libertad uh, really breathing down some of his neck, and, um, and you know, he's going to give him a big fright. I'll ask you this question before we say goodbye. I know that I like the three-year-olds excite me the most in this this spring. I think the Caulfield Guineas, and sometimes the Caulfield Guineas, it can be a little bit hit and miss. But I think this will be one of the the best Caulfield Guineas is that we're seeing for quite some time. Militarize is the favourite with Bet Three Six Five at five dollars. Then your horse King Colorado at five fifty. It's to party he resumes tomorrow at six dollars at the Valley V Eight at six dollars. Shalite at eight dollars. Tom Kitten. Now he could be going there now after what he delivered there in the up and coming at eleven dollars. And then a horse like a Little Bros at thirteen dollars. Even Libertad, if they think that he could get to sixteen hundred, could go that way, which is probably unlikely at the moment. But Who's the horse to beat in your eyes? Is it still your horse, King Colorado? Uh, I'd, I'd like to hope so, but, um, you know, we're not going to get another look at it. He trials today, actually. He trials at 9 o'clock. Um, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how he's come on there. And then, you know, the other Golden Warriors pretty fresh second up. And, you know, I'd just like to see him really hitting the line hard there. And, and the Corporal Guinness is the target. You know, the Corporal Guinness is certainly the race for militarise as well. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how he's come up. He, um um he, he looked uh you know a bit bit behind in, in the trials but um i thought he had a he had a uh, exhibition gallop with shinzo and he looked really good there um so i think he's going to be uh you know certainly the one to beat and, and like you said some exciting horses Scaparti and, and v8 that are starting to come along too um but i do think at the moment um you know king colorado and, and militarized look for uh look for two um, but we need to see sort of their next start runs and how they've progressed. And, and, and like you say, I think Tom Kitten's kind of the smoky. I still just think he's, um, he's absolutely flying this prep and he's the one that's um, standing out from the race brigade. And Dino, for all of our listeners, we can head to winningedgeinvestments.com and uh, just head to the membership page. You type in SEN and you get a lifetime, 50% of the membership Um for um, the rest of your life, of course. So it's the best value that you can, as I keep on saying each and every week, it's the best value that the punters can get each week. So And it's pretty easy to do. Yeah, look, easy to follow. We've got a, got a team that can uh, help help people through the steps as needed. And you know, it's been great to have so many of your listeners jump on board and, um, and having a great time, which is most important, and winning plenty of money. Thanks for that, Dino. Enjoy your weekend. We appreciate your time as always. Cheers, Gareth. Great speaking with you.